Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today we've got a crazy story of compliance involving doing an emergency drill at sea. But first, the story from Warrior044. Dumb boss equals broken glass. So all this happens a good 10 years ago now, when I had my very first job right after school. I was 17 years old then, had no clue about labor laws, and was working as a metal worker for a small five-man business. The boss was from Sicily and thought of himself as a better Don Corleone. The other workers were one actual worker, a 50-plus-year-old school chief that forgot more than others ever knew and kept the entire shop running, one apprentice in his fourth and last year, Robin, an arrogant jerk but pretty competent. And then there was the apprentice of the first year who was always so stoned, weed kept growing out of his ears. And then there was me, a more theoretically oriented guy who wanted to work in the IT sector. But since my dad considered me too dumb for it, second best grades in every subject in my finishing year, but that's another topic. And he paid for my applications, back then on paper, he had me do some proper work. The boss himself was working in the office doing the designing of the stuff we would cut up, build, weld, and install. I had two left hands coming fresh from school, but if boss grabbed a screwdriver, well, jump in a ditch, put a helmet on, and start praying. He was a walking catastrophe on two legs. He always hired himself people with either no clue about labor laws or no other choice, so he could pretty much do as he pleased. The one year I worked there, according to my contract, minimum wage of course, I accumulated a good 200 overtime hours, which I didn't have any proof about, so I could smear them up my rear. So we were on a construction site a good one and a half hour drive from our shop, where we're supposed to install 14 3.10 meters tall, 122 inches, by 1.50 meter, 59 inches, broad panes of glass. Those were made out of the double-layered safety glass, a good 1.6 inches thick, with a layer of tough, clear foil in between. So really heavy things, a good 440 pounds or so. Those panes of glass were supposed to go into the rail and the ceiling and floor, creating solid, secure glass walls for an office. The normal ceiling was around 2.6 meters tall, so we had to use cuption suckers and bring the heavy freakers in angled which was really a pain, like literally. The problem? So we ran into a problem pretty quickly. That while the ceiling was 2.60 meters above the floor and the glass was 3.10, there's a good lack of space around half a meter, 20 inches. The rails in the ceiling and the floor added another five centimeters each. So we ended up with the glass being 40 centimeters too long. Turns out the boss had been ordering them wrong. Oh crap. So we called the boss, he still being back home in the shop, telling him the problem, which he was infuriated about, as if we extended the glass somehow. We then tried to call multiple companies in the area who work with glass, if they could come in and cut the glass on the construction site. 
As soon as they heard double-layered safety glass, each and every one of them outright refused, saying that the glass was more likely to break than to be cut with anything short of an industrial-sized laser cutter, or water cutter for that matter. The solution and malicious compliance. So after calling every glass company within 30 minutes travel of the site, who all refused the request, our boss had a glorious idea that if the professionals chicken out, we four metal workers, of which only one actually had a finished apprenticeship, should do the job with our diamond cutter, something you use to cut normal, thin glass. We three looked at ourselves, Stoner was just giggling mad as usual, speechless for a moment before our chief asked the boss if he, the boss, was really sure about this because there was simply no way in heck all the glass would survive when the professionals gave us a 50-50 chance. Chief gave us a 10-90 chance of any glass surviving. Boss said he was absolutely sure. After all, our chief could do everything, and if one or two glasses break, it would be better than nothing, because we, the workers, couldn't just drive home and have no progress on the construction site whatsoever to show for when the customer would do an inspection. Our chief asked once more if the boss was sure, that he was okay with that risk, that a good number of glass would break, and knowing our boss, we had him on speaker and recorded what he said. Well, he said a second time that he was all sure and that he would take this one on him, as if ordering the stuff wrong hadn't been on him. He then spent 10 minutes arguing with the chief, who insisted to go and quickly buy a new, sharp diamond cutter, as ours was dull as a troll's club. Boss didn't like the expense of like $200 converted, but he eventually allowed it. Problem with cutting glass is, you cut one side, turn it around, and then bend it carefully against the cut. But when you have double layered glass, yeah, joke's on you basically. Well, we unloaded all the glass carefully, until we only had one on our truck, carefully cut one side with the new diamond cutter, poured some flammable liquid in the cut, and ignited it to melt the foil layer. Then we turned the whole thing around, cut the other side, and started to carefully move the top part back and forth to widen the cut until it would crack all the way through. From the 14 glasses, 11 were killed, with a crack suddenly going down, splitting the entire length in half. So three glasses survived the massacre, and the rest had to be reordered completely by our boss, instead of just being sent in for a professional cut with a proper machine. He later complained why we did this crap, and we simply played him the recording of him twice, saying he was all fine with it. He kept grumbling and making snarky remarks, but in all honesty, this was just one of many instances. So we simply nodded and ignored him. He could have only have gone after the chief if he pressed the issue, but without the chief, nothing would run in this shop, and the boss really knew it. I was on like my second to last month and already had the contract for my proper apprenticeship, Somewhere else, of course. Already signed and sealed, so it wasn't like I cared one iota anymore anyway at that point. Hope this memory of mine made you smile, just like it does make me smile even a decade later. Does this story make you guys smile? For me, it just kind of stresses me out making me think of myself in a situation like that being expected to do something I know is just going to go bad and not work out well. Do you guys think this is a story that's supposed to make you smile or give you contact PTSD? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. And by the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below as well, so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every video has awesome stories, like our next one from New Techie one You only pay mileage for the shortest possible trip?
Okay, then you have to pay my tolls. At my job, every day I have to travel between two offices. I start at my main office, then have to travel to the second office, then back to my main office. Because I'm using my personal vehicle for this travel, the company pays me mileage. Well, there's basically two routes you can take between the two offices. One's about a mile round trip shorter, but has tolls. So I always took the one mile longer route and avoided the tolls. I did it this way for a year. Well, in comes the new bookkeeper and she is heck bent on saving the company money. Where does she think all this wasteful money's going? Expense reports, obviously. So she starts nitpicking every report. Like if someone's out and has to buy some pens for work, she goes online and finds the cheapest price possible for those pens and only reimburses for that cheaper price. It obviously has pissed several people off. Well, she eventually decided to target me. I submit my report for two weeks and a few days later get the reimbursement payment. Well, it's $5.85 short. I ask her about it and she says I've been ripping off the company for the past year by taking the longer route between the offices. She'll only pay the mileage for the shorter route from now on and I'm lucky she doesn't go back and take back all the extra from the past year. I say okay but to please send me that per her request I must take the shorter route and that this is company policy and leave her office. Before I even made it to my desk I had the email from her confirming what she said. Two weeks later, I submit my expense report. I reported the shorter route, so the company saved $5.85. But the tolls added up to $136. A net loss for the company of $130.15. It's been six months and I'm still taking the shorter route, costing the company an extra $130 every two weeks. I love this story and I think the only thing that annoys me is that it isn't like noticeably faster. Like OP still at the end of the day only saving a mile between trips. This story would become amazing if it actually saved OP 5-10 plus minutes on their commute. This next story is from Cacto and Sano. Had to redo an emergency drill at sea because too much of it was simulated. Corrected the mistake the next time around. I was in the military underway on a ship and we had to periodically do drills. Think fire alarm, man overboard, abandoned ship, etc. And as we geared up for an outside inspection team to visit, we'd be run and grade them ourselves to see what we need to improve upon to pass inspection. We were in the middle of a long patrol and we were running a man overboard drill. Part of this drill is that when the man overboard alarm sounds, you're supposed to throw a life ring over the side of the ship towards the person in the water to give them something to hang on to, and to help mark the position of where they were in the water so that the ship could more easily find them to pick them up. Simple enough. As a side note, when running drills, there's various ways to mark what things are off-limits or should be simulated. We would use blue tape, so blue tape would go over the real international distress signals for a drill, the long-range radio, etc., so we knew we just had to simulate those things. If we were doing a part of the response and saw something with a blue tape, we'd kind of narrate, and now I'd use the radio to alert our parent command, etc. So we run the man overboard drill. The ship maneuvers to pick up the fake man overboard, a dummy named Oscar, named for the name of the flag you hoist when you have a man overboard, in pretty quick time. However, during the debrief, the ship's executive officer, second in command and also head of the training team, berates the crew because no one threw life rings over the side as per policy. We would have failed the drill if we were at a real inspection, he says. 
He said that a bunch of crew members went up to the life rings and then stated, and now I'd throw over a life ring to the training team member watching, rather than actually doing it. If there isn't blue tape on it, then you can't self-simulate, the XO says. And we were going to run the drill again until we get it right. And what happened next was a brilliant moment of a group, without consulting each other, executing some malicious compliance. We run the drill again, Oscar goes over the side, and the man overboard alarm is sounded. The ship had, I believe, nine life rings on the outside decks. They started going over the side one after the other. I think we got eight of them over the side before the XO got on the loudspeaker and said, Stop throwing life rings! But the damage had been done. I do wish we would have gotten the last one over, but alas. At the end of the drill, the ship spent the next two to three hours tracking down life rings with flashing strobes, each floating different directions away from the ship on the open ocean. It was lots of fun since we got to maneuver the ship around a ton and just enjoy driving it rather than having to do anything worthwhile. But the XO was certainly none too pleased since it delayed our patrol schedule a little bit. But the good news was we passed the drill and certainly didn't simulate anything, so he couldn't say anything about it. See, in this situation, I don't know what the XO can really complain about. Like, yeah, there's a lot of extra work and it's pretty obvious why people would simulate it then. But this is exactly what they asked for. They shouldn't be upset at all. In my opinion, they should be proud of their crew. And our final story of the day is from NGG Jamie. You wanted to watch it on pay-per-view? If we're paying for it, you need to keep watching. This is a minor malicious compliance from when I was about 8 years old. I had a satellite dish receiver in my room and was looking for something to watch. When I saw, they had Rugrats in Paris on pay-per-view. I loved Rugrats, but knew I wasn't supposed to watch anything on those channels cause it would cost money. So I asked my parents and they didn't like it but relented, so they put it on when it started over next. This was probably about right after lunch. I watched the movie and really like it. The credits come on and I'm not sure if I can just change the channel without it continuing to charge or something so I go to the living room to tell my parents the movie ended so they could take it off. Before I'm able to say something, my dad tells me I wanted to watch the movie so bad, I need to be in my room watching it because it's costing money. I try to say what I was going to say again, but get interrupted once more. I don't want to get in trouble, so I go back to my room and stay in there. The movie probably played through an extra two or three times before my mom comes in to call me out for dinner, and I'm finally able to tell her the movie ended a long time ago. She switches the channel over and asks why I didn't say something before. I say I did, but I got told that I needed to stay in here and watch the movie, so I did. There was a sigh, and I bet she probably told my dad something later when I wasn't in the room. I didn't watch anything on pay-per-view after that, but I didn't get in trouble and it cost at least three to four times as much because they wouldn't listen the first time. It sucks for the parents, but the sooner you learn, just let somebody get what they want to say out when they're trying to tell you something, the sooner dumb things will stop like paying three to four times over for Rugrats in Paris on pay-per-view. By the way, I love the Rugrats and love that movie. It was the first place I ever heard the song Who Let the Dogs Out, and that song has been a certified jam ever since. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another malicious compliance story that was crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. But with that said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.